Well, as we thought about Mother's Day, we want to do something special to highlight the, the role and the value of being a mother. So I sat down with some women in the church to have this conversation about being a mother, not just in the biological sense, but in the spiritual sense as well. See, the church is not meant to be an organization. It's meant to be a family. Jesus died on the cross not to redeem employees. He didn't die on the cross to redeem servants. He died on the cross to redeem sons and daughters. And God is a father. He's after a family of every tribe and tongue. And so how we um, live our lives, how we play, how we work, how we spend money is all meant to be reflection that we are sons and daughters. Paul said that we are no longer strangers and aliens, but we are members of the household of God. Therefore, at Jubilee Church, we want to treat each other like family. We want to treat each other like brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. And so today, I just want to talk about it and unpack what does it mean to be a spiritual mother and why is this so important? Okay, I'd love to introduce our panel for today. Uh, First of all, my lovely wife, Rachel. Um, Rachel is the ultimate sandbagger. She would say that she uh, doesn't have much to offer, but I think we all know that she has amazing, amazing stuff to offer, uh, a massive nurturer, a great voice in our community. And uh, Brenda McCutcheon, for those who don't know Brenda, she is a pastoral powerhouse. Uh, Not only does she have a, a big impact at Julie Church, but her and her husband, uh, pastor pastors and, and church planters and, and have a, a role in our wider family of churches. And it's so helpful. And then Abby Nadolny. Uh, hey, Abby. Uh, she's been a catalytic uh, leader in our church for, for 15 years, uh, being involved in uh, blueprint and spearheading uh, lots of things that we do, involved in lots of strate- strategic conversations, uh, has a family and a business as well. So it's great to have you ladies. Thank you for taking the time. And I think when we talk about spiritual mothering, it's, it may be a confusing concept. I mean, I think we know what mothering in general is, but what does it mean to be a spiritual mother? What are we talking about when we say spiritual mothering? Uh, Brenda, why don't you get us started? Yeah, well, I think I would define it as a nurturing presence. I mean, we really are designed for love and connection, but it's really difficult for us to really believe that we're loved. So that mothering influence can come along and nurture that truth that you are loved you do belong in this family and really living in God's love is it's a powerful um, influence in our life that changes how we see ourselves and really brings security. And, and it is really true that his love is what casts out fear. So mothering can just bring that and nurture that in us that we really mm. do walk in being loved. Mm. Yeah. I think too, um, Titus two in the scriptures is a good template to look at. Um, we see living as an example in there. We see teaching and training happening. Um, I really think about um, just kind of laying a path forward for another woman to walk on. Yeah, I think of Paul when he says to the Corinthians, follow me as I follow Jesus. So first and foremost, I think that we have nothing to give anyone else apart from our intimacy and relationship with the Lord and really cultivating that relationship. But then I also think that oftentimes we don't always talk about challenge when we talk about mothering. And I think when we take a challenge and we package it in what Brenda and what Rachel were saying with the security and the love in the acceptance, that actually oftentimes a challenge can be received even more greatly in the environment of mothering um, 
And I know when people have brought truth into my life and challenged me, actually, it's changed the path that I've been on and had a really huge impact in my walk. Yeah. If you guys experienced, I mean, that's an interesting thought because I I mean, there's no question that nurturing is a part of it, but have you guys seen like a a greater open door to to speak truth in other people's lives? For me, I've really found like, I think there's a, a bit of a softer approach as a woman. So when Kurt and I are counseling people, men or women, I found that sometimes it's a little easier for them to receive from me because there is that sense of nurturing, not, not that Kurt, you know, doesn't also, you know, exhibit that he's for them, but there's something that feels safer a little bit, not as competitive when a woman brings something to a man in the context of counseling and as well as women, like you can really, when you know that someone loves you, you can speak a lot of hard, hard things to help, help women as well. So I think that mothering piece makes that easier to swallow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to, I think in, in talking about spiritual mothering, I mean, I think the direct context is, is always going to be older women and younger women primarily, but we are talking about something that we all need. And I know that the, the young guys that I have a, the privilege of having an input in, they do talk about that. They do talk about like that, that when, when they receive, they, they know that the mothers in the house care for them and, and it means so much to them. So it's, it's something we're talking about. We all receive mothering. It's not just that, but even though it may have the practical outworking, older woman, younger woman. So let's talk about your experience though. First, before we get into being mothers, uh, talk about your experience, your receiving uh, being mother, how have the, how have the influence of spiritual mothers been, been on your life? Uh, when I joined Jubilee, um, I was a brand new baby Christian and I walked in those doors and I was surrounded by, um, a heritage. I mean, that's our heritage, just spiritual mothers all around. And they really made room for me. Um, people like Linda Lamferman, Gail Hine, Teresa Lawson, Debbie Hossis, they were all there in those early days. And, um, they really just, I felt like they influenced me just in their steadiness, um, just their presence, um, their devotion to Christ, their humility, they were just there. Um, and so a couple of them specifically discipled me, got alongside me, trained me and taught me some things, but I think I was just generally impacted by that motherhood spirit that was amongst us in those early Mm -hmm. days. And we're still benefiting from those same Mm -hmm. women now. Ryan, I I think earlier you had talked about a mothering voice, Um, and I was at a conference years ago, and a woman just was sharing, and the way she shared just showed that there was an intimacy with Jesus, that he was like right there in the room, and it really really stirred something in me to want that, and even though I never had a one-on-one with her, her voice is still echoing to me 30 years later to draw into intimacy with God. I feel like I've had several people over the course of the years and it looks different for different seasons. You know, women coming alongside me in the midst of challenge, um, in the midst of processing encouragement and celebration. Um, early on, it looked like someone coming alongside me, teaching me how to read the word and how to really, um, find life in that and to pray. Um, and actually this gal, when we, when we would meet, she would, pull up her Bible. And she actually carried a journal around during the week. And as she prayed for me and read scripture, she'd write notes to share with me later. 
And I remember as she was reading the word and talking about God's love for us, she would well up with tears. Um, and I remember just being so impacted by that praying, like, Lord, I want to love you that way. I want to know you so intimately that when I speak of you and I read your word, I'm provoked in emotion. And I remember years later when it started to happen, I called her and just said, you don't even know that you were teaching me this, but the way you love God impacted me so greatly. And I'm walking in the fruit of answered prayers because of that now. And so I think just even Brenda, as you were saying, the impact of being around women and seeing the way that God can use it is huge. Yeah, it's, it's obvious that it impacted you. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so there's a huge, I think there's a transition. I mean, I, I know this my own life, but talk about the transition from being one who receives it to now gives it, because I think that can be tricky. And when does that happen? And so talk about the transition, what spurred you on to be like, okay, I'm not just going to be one who receives this, but I mean, I'm going to give it. Well, for me, I feel like the transition, I was encouraged in an atmosphere from the very beginning, like you're receiving, you're giving. So there's always someone younger. There's always someone that you can impart something that God's spoken to you about. So starting it early, like really seeing that, you know, all those things that would keep me from doing it, like, who am I? You just mm. give what you have. Mm. And then as you grow, you know, you, you, you grow into what God has imparted to you, and then you impart that to other people. So I think the earlier you start, that transition is a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, because I was mothered well in those early days, it was something that didn't seem foreign or like I had to do. It just was felt like a natural progression. Although I don't think it was something that happened overnight. I think um, it was something that I kind of grew into um, mainly with the way people would want to relate to me. But um, initially I think there were just kind of a Saul's armor uh, feeling of um, I don't know how to do this because I, I want to replicate exactly what's been done for me. But um, I think it just took a little while to embrace how God's made me uniquely um, to be able to walk this out a little bit more naturally and, you know, just settle into it a little bit. So would there be anything that, so, I mean, you guys have been outstanding spiritual mothers in in our community as many others are as well, of course, but like, what is it? I mean, you, you were hinting at this, Rachel, but what, what is it that holds you back in, 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 in stepping into that fully? I think oftentimes, well, one of the things I know that I personally have had to work through is just the fear that can come in, the fear of rejection, the um, insecurity that can come in, um, the desire to people please, you know, it parallels obviously to parenting and my firstborn and I were in Target, this is years ago, and a uh, temper tantrum erupted due to a toy situation. And I remember in that moment feeling like I could feel the heat of the onlookers and um, there was worry about judgment and um, judgment about what type of parent I was, what type of child I had, you know, all of this in the people pleaser in me that wanted all of that to go away, knew that if I just gave my child the toy everything would be peaceful. He would be happy and think I'm great. The onlookers would, you know, everything's peaceful. She must be a great mom. However, I felt this invitation by the Lord. And I think this is the same thing that we get as spiritual mothers um, is that there had been a prior conviction 
about how we were going to parent this child. Um, and we weren't going to say and do the things exactly that was going to make that child happy at the time. And so there was this invitation to um, stick to the conviction, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't the easy way out, even though it was harder. And I think about some conversations I've had with ladies before, and even in my own heart, um, struggling, like I know if I just said like, oh, it's okay, you know, everything's going to be fine, or it's really not that big of a deal or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um that the relationship, I would look great and the person might love me and think, you know, I have such great things to encourage them and the feelings would be there, but I would not be um, actually loving them well because I would be loving myself more. Um, And I just remember saying to someone at one point, like, I really hope you realize that having this conversation right now is me loving you more than I'm loving myself because I know you could choose to walk away from this relationship, Mm. but I know God has such great things for you. Mm. Should you choose to turn Mm. um, and face him instead? Mm. So I think it's definitely a fear thing Mm. and a lot of overcoming self (laughs) and fixing our eyes on the Lord. Yeah. So just, if we can get over fear, if we can get over uh, the fear of what other people would think. And if we could get over um, this idea that we have to be someone else, that we, that God's made us who we are to be who we are and step boldly into that. So, so Brenda, why, why should speak to some women um, who maybe aren't engaged in this role? Why should they engage in this role? G- give us some reasons why more women should step up in this way. Well, some of the things that I think about is along the lines of how Jubilee really has embraced adoption and fostering is because we really believe that there should be no child without a parent. And yeah. the same way in the, in the church, um, there should be no, you, we are a family. God brought us into his family by his grace. So I don't want there to be anyone that doesn't feel like they have a mother and father mm. in, in our body. So, and that another piece of really, there's, there's such joy and things that are enriched in my life because I've been, you know, been able to mother and had the privilege of mothering. Because I, when I think about Jubilee, I mean, Kurt and I have a lot of kids, spiritual kids that we feel like are, have enlarged our family. They've, they've brought things into our life that weren't there before. They've brought laughter. And it, it really is a privilege for us to be able to have their presence with us. Yeah, if I could jump in on that one, I, I think... Um, women should jump in on this because God's spirit, if he's, his spirit is living in you, he's doing good things in you. And that's meant to be shared. Um, I think my kind of hope verse as a mom in general, um, even just as a physical mother is second Corinthians nine, eight, which says God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And I just feel like if we're not stepping out a little, if we're not expanding a little, we miss out on that grace that he wants to abound in our lives. So it's great to step out and see his promises kind of come to life for us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So are there, are there qualifications? Um, are there qualifications to being a spiritual mother? Do you have to be a certain age? Well, I think one of the qualifications of being a spiritual mother is that you have flaws <laughs> and that you're willing to be vulnerable and share those flaws that you can say, hey, I didn't do it perfect. You don't have to do it. 
perfectly as well. We are all living mm-hmm. under God's grace. And it really is true that his, our weaknesses give room for him to perfect his strength in us. And, and that, that's really mm-hmm. true. It's not just something that we say. So really, really just being vulnerable with the women around you and age really, I feel like we really need to not um, limit age um, because then we, we um, disqualify a lot of the women around us that are able to really speak into us. And that thought that it has to be a woman of a certain age. And that's the only one we can receive nurturing from. Cause I really feel like it's more like we're comforted by how we've been comforted. Um, so I see it as a picture of, you know, sisters are walking along the path with you and they're carrying your burden, but they're all on the same piece of the road where the mother is just, they've gone around the road a bit and they can come back from around that bend and say, I've been there. God is faithful. God will continue to be faithful. We're going to walk together in this. I'm going to show you the path a little bit. And so a woman that's actually allowed God to comfort her and walked with him is able to nurture other women in that way. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're bringing up another good point about this speaking to maybe younger women. Why, why are younger women, older women, whatever, we all need this. So, so why does, why should a young woman though, in particular, uh, need a spiritual mother? Uh, it maybe distinguish that a little bit from being a sister because we, we're a community and we're together. And sometimes we have a lot of sisters around us, but we may not have someone who could So talk maybe a little bit, uh, to young women, why they need uh, the spiritual mothering voice influence in their life. Yeah, I, I mean, life is hard. <laughs> and I think we just, it's so easy to lose sight of what's true, um, the goodness of God. I think we can get derailed fairly easily. Mm-hmm. And so moms are really good at coming in and just redirecting, reminding, getting us back on the right path. Um, growing into maturity takes time and we need a little bit of help. Um, I think of, you know, one of the spiritual moms in my life, she's still walking with me. And not too long ago, I was in a room with her. She was talking through a a difficult thing she was going through and we had the chance to pray together. And I remember just being so struck, um, just listening to her pray. Um, there was such a depth and a richness in, her grief being inter, interwoven with like a deep knowledge of God's character and his love for her. Um, there, it was just real and deep. And it stirred up in me this desire to want to grow into a woman of stature like that, that really knows the goodness of God. And so mm-hmm. I think having mothers present in our lives, it just rubs off on us. It spurs mm-hmm. us on and we all really need that. Uh, well, I feel like as a mother, you bring perspective. I know that's something I often seek out and I need, and it's often something I can provide, you know, for my own children and for ladies that I meet with, because as a spiritual mother, you see things from a different vantage point. Um, and oftentimes I can't get my eyes out of the mess or the situation that I'm in the middle of. And I need someone to speak into that. Um, Mm. you know, even just thinking of young believers and young physical mothers. Sometimes you're just so wrapped up in everything that's new and you're discovering and it can feel overwhelming and to have a voice to come alongside. Um, Someone said to me recently, gosh, I didn't realize how much you 
like feedback. And I, I said, it's not feedback so I can feel good about myself. It's feedback because I know that I'm limited in what I can see and how I perceive myself. And I think that can present um, traps or pit, pitfalls, if you will, if people aren't speaking into our lives. And so I'd even just say um, the importance of not disqualifying anyone. I know we talked a little bit about age, but seeking out, you know, I'd say this to young ladies, you know, seek out women that you see characteristics of and, and that you want more of in your own life or disciplines or um, actions that you want more of to seek out and just say, hey, can I come alongside you? I want to learn more about that or I want to be around you to experience more of God working in your life this way. I, I know one of the, the issues uh, for people in general, but I think particularly young women is that I think it's important to add into this, this conversation is that a lot of women have experienced significant trauma or abuse. And so I, I want to add into this conversation. I, I've invited Mindy Summers. I, I talked to her earlier today. Mindy is from our Lake location and she spearheaded a, a ministry called So Love that, that works with many women who have experienced this. And, and so I sat down with her uh, earlier today and, and asked her a question. And I'd just love for her to, to, ch- to chime in into this conversation. So, Mindy, we're having this conversation about spiritual mothers in the church. And, um, you know, you, you have this real heart for women who have who've experienced significant trauma and abuse. And your experience is like, what are some key things uh, that are important when you're trying to bring this this nurture this nurturing uh, to someone who's who's been in that position. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think the most powerful thing that we can do is lean in, lean in with women who have experienced, um, like you said, trauma, abuse, significant struggle. Um, in my own life, one of the most powerful things my mom ever did for me was just lean in and give me her presence. And I think that um, in, within spiritual mothering, when we um, are in relationship with a woman who is experiencing trauma and abuse or has experienced those things, when we really lean in and listen to her story, yeah. uh, like profound healing can come from those moments with, with, those, um, with those women. It reveals the heart of God to her. And um, I know in my own life, when I've gone through struggle, um, you know, it's like we're tempted to offer platitudes or this and that. But when people would just sit with me in my pain and my struggle, um, that is where God did the most work in my own heart in revitalizing um, things that were that had been, um, yeah, really hurting. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. What? So, what is it about presence and just being there and and not in in resisting the temptation to come in and, and counsel. What What is it about presence that is so important? Yeah. Um, well, I was actually looking at scripture this morning and in Philippians 2, 3, it talks about how we're to honor people as more important than ourselves. And um, so there's something about our human nature that wants to like chime in and say our stuff. And sometimes the spirit will lead us to do that. Um, but oftentimes when we consider that person and what they have to say as more important than myself and what I have to say, that that's what speaks such value, especially in a culture where um, like everybody has their agenda and everybody has what they want to say and everybody wants the microphone. When you'll just sit on, on a couch or like in our case in a club with someone who, who just, you just are there, you're just there. And um, I know with the women that we are honored to build a relationship with, we um, 
like, I think they're afraid to let us in and to tell the whole story. And so we're continually communicating to them, listen, you're not going to scare me off. Like, there's nothing that you can say that's going to make me stop listening or wanting to be with you. I value, I just want to be here with you. And that, that's just profoundly healing. And I mean, the Lord has done that for us and, um, we've been loved much. We can love much. Yeah. So so maybe take like 15 seconds and just uh, look right at someone who may be right now in a situation where they've experienced abuse or trauma. How would you advise them uh, in a community where, of, of women who are trying to minister to them? What would you say to them? Wow. Um, wow. Well, if that's you and you're struggling and, sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Mm. Um, find someone that will sit with you and will listen and will let you process things. And that doesn't mean they're your therapist. <laughs> um, you find a therapist too. I'm all for therapy. Um, but really lean into someone. Vulnerability is bravery. Um, So when we'll let those things out in the light and we'll let somebody come along us softly and gently, uh, that's, it's just profoundly healing. And for my own story and my own life, when I've allowed vulnerability to take front seat instead of my own, like wanting to keep it all together, um, that's where the healing came. And that's where like serious sisterhood and bonds came with my friends as well. So Lean into vulnerability, not with everybody, not everybody is trustworthy, but um, as much as you can, lean into vulnerability. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Mindy. I just want to thank you for uh, your influence and example in our church and in loving people. And this has been so helpful. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Brian. Well, hey, just before we end here, uh, you know, we've been talking about spiritual mothering specifically, uh, which affects all of us. Uh, but I think it'd be great if, if you could each just share your heart specifically for, for the women at Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee ladies, um, my prayer for you is that your heart would be stirred up afresh, um, that you would continue to hunger and thirst for Christ, um, that you would experientially know His love for you, the height, the depth, the breadth, so that all the other lesser gods around us would just fade away and not vie for your affection, um, so that you can live a life wholly, sincerely poured out for Him in service and care for others. Yeah, very similarly, my heart for you is that you would actually know and live in the freedom of being loved by the Father. I know the enemy can come in and you hear something like this and you feel like, oh, that's for someone else, but it can't really mean it's for me. But I wanna speak to you and speak a blessing over you right now and say that it is for you. You are loved and you belong in this family. I feel like mine's a little bit of a battle cry because Jubilee ladies, my desire so much is that as image bearers of the Most High God, that you were created to reflect His character and His nature, and that in that you would experience the security and the total satisfaction that He offers us in Christ. And that out of that, as His precious daughters, that you would be able to pour your lives into others, not worrying about um, fears or insecurities or comparison or shame or um, feeling counted out, um, but rather filled with love and encouragement and truth in the presence of His Holy Spirit and free to pour out your life into others 
as we walk and follow Christ. Amen. And I just want to pray for for all of us, Lord. I just I just I just want to pray that reality over every woman at Jubilee Church that they would know uh, your love for them, that they would be they would have confidence in who you've made them to be, and they they would walk out that confidence, Lord Jesus. And I and I do just want to pray just for our church. Lord, we just thank you for the the spiritual mothers among us and their influence, how they how they love us, care for us, how they challenge us. But we need them so much. I thank you for your design. I thank you that you have uh, given us the right uh, to be named and to be called sons and daughters. Jesus, you paid a dear price for that. You, you spilled out your blood so that we could be a part of your wonderful family. And God, I just pray that you would help us uh, to live that out, to live out our identity as sons and daughters, as mothers and as fathers. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, ladies, for taking the time in this very, very important conversation. Yeah. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.